Hello and welcome to Game Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. Each month we dive into a new game off the Xbox Game Pass lineup. This segment exists because of the generous support of our backers on Patreon. If you enjoy this content, please visit patreon.com OIO and consider pledging $2 a month to support the show. Outside is Overrated is presented by Premier Health. Check out their website at premierhealthmn.com. I'm your host, Tom Sedlachik, and joining me today are the Hobby Box, Joe Burns. Heyo! And Dr. C, Casey Aline. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm going to spoil everything for everyone right now. Dr. C stands for Dr. COVID. <laughs> Casey, you've been isolated. We were going to play D&D for the first time in, like, literally eight years, and you tested positive for COVID. First off, are you okay? Yes, I am okay. And yes, I, I'm sorry, I ruined everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I, I got lucky where it wasn't that bad, so um, I had a, a, a fun trip to, to Green Bay to watch the uh, Minnesota Vikings, and uh, first time ever at Lambeau Field, but uh, unfortunately... And they tried uh, to I, kill you with biological they, they, warfare. Yes. The, <laughs> the, like the Green Bay uh, hospitality <laughs> turned into biological warfare and tried to kill everybody in our party, because uh, I was with a group of 20, and I know, like... It's probably 70% of us have tested positive, and the rest of them probably just took the antigen tests and didn't end up <laughs> like following through with PCR. And I'm pretty sure everybody had symptoms. Everybody tested, and yeah, like 70% of us ended up with COVID. Um, so thankfully, nobody got it bad. It was everybody's symptoms were pretty mild, including my own. And uh, yeah, um, but it, it was uh, just a Nice break from work is what it ended up being, unfortunately. Well, well, also a good opportunity to provide quality content for Game Pass Forever, right? Yes, correct. I, I played a heck of a lot of Forza Horizon um, <laughs> during that that, that break. Uh, more, more than I've ever played any game for this segment. So, um, thankfully, it was a really fun game, which we'll get into. Yeah. Uh, did you have to isolate from your family? Like, Did the rest of your family dodge the bullet on this? Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, my, my youngest son, Gavin, uh, tested positive like a week after I did, but I'm pretty sure he didn't get it from me because every single day we get emails from his school and it was like, Gavin had three close exposures today. Gavin, I mean, it was, it's every single day we get just inundated with, with emails for how many times our kids have been close exposed to, to COVID. Uh, and, and finally he, he he got it, but again, thankfully his his case was really mild too. A year ago, each one of those emails would have sent us like running for the hills in a panic, locking our children away and like wrapping them in bubble wrap. Now, after like eighteen months of COVID, it's like yeah, well, hope yeah. you didn't get it this time. If he gets it, he gets it. Yeah. Yep. we're all gonna get it at some point. And that's gonna do it for medical talk today with Tom <laughs> and Casey and Joey. <laughs> For January's Game Pass Forever game, we chose Forza Horizon 5 by Playground Games. This studio is known for making more Horizon games. All the Horizon games, in fact. They are also working on Fable. They are moving away from the driving arena and working on an open-world RPG. Burns, I know that you're a huge Fable fan. Are you you excited for their take on an open-world RPG for a studio that only makes driving games? I've never played Fable, uh, but I've always been intrigued. Uh, I mean, it came out... The first one did come out on the original Xbox, right? Yeah, it was one of the heavy Xbox exclusives. It was uh, 2000-ish. Yeah, I think I played... I'm pretty sure Lance had it. I think I played a little bit of it, but then I... uh, Yeah, so I've always been intrigued... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what a new developer. I mean, we'll talk about it during this this podcast, but they have they do a really good job of making an open world game. So we'll see how that translates into making an open world RPG with <laughs> lots of choice and 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 weird stuff. And just I, at mad- least they're not gonna at least they're not gonna lie to their fans like uh, Peter Molyneux, who was the creator of the original Fable, does over and over and over again. And now he's in the scam of making NFTs. So hey. Peter Molyneux going to Peter Molyneux. <laughs> what did he lie about? <laughs> All sorts of things. He had a game called Godus that um, basically he said was going to come out and never came out, kept getting investors' money, and he didn't, like, never finished it. Like the Tesla truck? Well, that's going to come out, right? 
I don't know. We can't talk bad about it's, Elon Musk. He's going to be like su- six years. He's going to be our supreme ruler soon enough. So we have to be careful about this. When when Wayland Yutani Tesla takes over the world, <laughs> I understand that reference. <laughs> Peter Molyneux should have just started a Patreon. Then, like, you can just collect money forever, and nobody ever expects anything of quality from you. Ever. That's true. What kind of a sucker dumps their money into Patreon at patreon.com slash OIO? I mean, for $10 a month, you can get a podcast that we put no preparation into. Yeah, and no post work into. It's literally just Tom and Joey talking about whatever into a microphone. But it's probably our best content. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think it is. I think it's good content. Yeah, last month was good when we broke the mold and got away from games. Yeah, if you listen to that, let us know what you thought. Although we won't be able to put that into effect for... Oh, no, we wouldn't be able to put that into effect for this month. Um, I think it went well. Yeah, it did. Casey, you paid for that. Did you listen to it? I haven't yet, but I I will. So you're home with COVID with literally no (laughs) obligations. I watched the entire season of Witcher 2 and played a whole lot of Forza Horizon 5. That's what I did with my time instead. Of listening to you. Sorry, you could Tom. have taken a jab and said, I listened to The Witcher Show. <laughs> no less than the entire week that I was homesick. Well, I already listened to that prior to it. Yeah, oh, that was a good got show. got you on that. You got you good. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Forza 5. Forza Horizon 5 is a racing game set in Mexico. The core gameplay loop consists of cars going zoom, <laughs> getting XP, buying and finding new cars, and then going zoom, zoom, zoom. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I nailed it. I'm a master wordsmith here. I've played a fair amount of racing games. My brothers are both big car guys, and we played a fair amount of racing games together. In my opinion, Forza is as good as it gets, and Horizon fits my interest in racing perfectly. Casey, you've never played a video game in your life before, but you do drive cars. How is this experience for you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I have driven cars, and as we found out last month, I've crashed a few as well. Um, I think the last racing game I played was Mario Kart on the Switch, and this was completely different. I don't yeah. I don't consider Mario Kart a racing <laughs> game. Like, yes, you are yeah. racing, but I don't consider, like, the kart racing an actual, like, true racing experience. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's At its core, you're in a vehicle and you're racing against people. Sure, you're I throwing also, shells and stuff at everybody, but there's I hate Mario Kart with mechanics. a burning, fiery passion. <laughs> but, I don't. If it's not a racing game, what is it? I mean, I think garbage. Probably, it's garbage, Casey. I was gonna say you probably hate it because of the rubber banding. So it's like if somebody's behind, and then it, the game usually does a lot of different things to pull them back up into the pack. Right? Is that probably why? Well, I played this game. I played Mario Kart with Brian Camille, and I can assure you that. <laughs> The rubber banding does not work in that scenario because he's way up front, I'm weighing back, and no force on earth is going to change it. <laughs> Playing Mario Kart with Brian is not fun. I, I will give you that. We're starting to fall down a slippery slope of if if Mario Kart isn't a racing game, then Smash isn't a fighting game, and then that ends up being like a huge thing for people that love Smash Brothers. So we, we probably should just move on from this topic of conversation. <laughs> yeah, or we can die on a hill. Smash is not a fighting game. A fighting game requires a certain level of technique and skill, and Smash is a button masher. It is a button masher! <laughs> but someone with, as we learned at the Midwest Gaming Classic, someone or Some people are really people. good at mashing those GD buttons. Also, it's Brian again. Brian, I hate you. You are my enemy. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring the show, Dr. Camille. I, for, 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 for my... Two cents on this. I do think Smash is a fighting game, and I do think that uh, Mario Kart is a racing game. It is a kart racing game, which is a subgenre of racing. Um, whereas what Forza Horizon series would be an arcade racer, though I think it has a lot more simulation elements than a lot of other arcade racing games. <laughs> um, which I think, which is one of the reasons why I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I so back to Horizon too for me like. I don't play many racing games, so I didn't have a whole lot of expectations going into this. I didn't really even know what to expect, and just playing this game, it blew away any expectation that I had. Yeah, it was a good game. I've played a lot of racing games in my time. Uh, It's always been, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, one of my favorite genres, but it's something that I like to play every now and again, and it's it's actually been quite a while since I played them. I've always bought a lot of the Gran Turismo games on PlayStation, and... 
with those games, because that's like more of a hardcore simulation game. And so with those games, I would end up falling down the trap of, I get a couple of the licenses, I'd run a lot of the races and stuff like that. But then I just sort of fall away because it all starts to feel like the same to me. And so other than that, like I played, I had one of the Burnout games on Xbox. I played a lot of that. Um, I would occasionally play the NASCAR games. Uh, Outrun, like on the arcade machine where you're in the car and you're driving and it rumbles a little bit. Like that was a lot of fun. Also, uh, I think it was Iron Man Racing. It is an arcade game where you're at an isometric view and you have a steering wheel and there's like up to three of you there and then you're racing around a track. Uh, that I loved that game. I played that game all the time in the uh, in the arcade. Um, and then I also played when I was first in college in 2001. There was a game called Motor City Online, which was the first racing MMO game. Um, it definitely was not a great game. How did it compare to Ultimate Baseball Online? I don't know if I ever actually played Ultimate Baseball Online. You did. We played it together. Oh, it was very memorable, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I think it must have been better because I actually remember <laughs> Motor City Online. <laughs> I never played Motor City Online with me. A lot of my experience, or my favorite racing experience, is actually the Forza Mainline series, which is a hardcore sim, which is interesting because I am not a car guy at all. It's like... To me, cars are a tool to get from point A to point B. I was in San Diego recently with my brother. He's like, oh, dude, did you see those Mustangs? I'm like, you mean the green one? (laughs) That's such a beautiful car. I'm like, yeah, it's a car. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Uh, But I had a lot of fun with the Forza series, the mainline series, because the experience is so tight and so tuned. And especially in the Xbox 360 era, it was just a fantastic experience. I thought the loop was so polished and they dripped out rewards at a nice pace. Another reason I've always enjoyed racing games, despite not being a car guy, they're very accessible. Like, you can hand someone a controller and say, here's mm-hmm. your gas, here's your brake, have some fun. And, you know, that's how I get on the same plane as my brothers playing video games. Yeah, no, I, I that is true, because it's just, yeah, I mean, you know how a car works. These are the buttons to make it go forward, these are the buttons to make it stop or go backwards, and, and, and have at it. Um, go nuts. I, I think, oh, well, we'll talk about... We'll talk about Horizon a little bit more. Um, at oh, that we'll point. see. I'm going to drag us all over the place I, on this. I've never played Forza, so it, this was like the first actual like of any of the Forza games um, experience here. And it's kind of funny because, you know, they used to be doing it where it was a Forza would come out, then Forza Horizon, then Forza. And there, there's only there's been Forza Horizon 4 and 5, and I think the next Forza is still like over a year away because they're kind of rebuilding it from the ground up. Um, and now I don't know if Playground Studios has multiple developer development teams inside of it, if they're still going to be making like a Forza Horizon 6 while they're making Fable or if most of the resources are going over to that. Um, this definitely made me want to go back and play Forza Horizon 4 because that one takes place in like England. And I think that would be a fun environment to be driving around in is England and Scotland and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, this definitely intrigued me to the series for sure. There's lots of fences to crash through in England. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, lots of fences. (laughs) Don't fence me in. Horizon is, at its heart, a racing game. There are five main types of event in Forza Horizon 5. There is Apex, which is road racing. The Wilds, for dirt racing. Baja, for cross-country racing. Not Blast. I don't understand that note. Baja Blast, the Mountain Dew flavor. Did you just run Burgundy me? I did not put that in there, so... <laughs> I didn't put it in there. I didn't put have, it in there. You must have put it in there and thought it was funny at one point, Tom. <laughs> I think nothing is funny. <laughs> I take my show prep very seriously. <clears throat> Last episode, especially, for Game Pass Forever. Uh, was that missed? No. Wolfenstein. That, it was yeah. Wolfenstein. Your, your show prep, I think, was you writing down on a piece of paper. Yeah, well, I was putting one of my daughters to bed. Yep, yeah, I made a handful of... Handwritten notes. It worked. Yeah, it was a good show. There are other things you can do in Horizon. There are rush events, which are PR stunts, and there's the street scene for street racing. Everything you do rewards you with accolades points, which is a way of leveling. Every level you unlock, every accolade level you unlock, unlocks more events from one of those buckets. 
Joey, did you like the way this game gated content, or would you prefer a system more like Gran Turismo, where you unlock a license and you get a series of races, or you complete a series of races and then move on to the next specific series? Uh, I, I liked how this worked a lot more. Um, the fact that, you know, the the area of Mexico that you're driving around in is split up into these five different zones around those types of races, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because... It's like, okay, I want to mess around and do road racing, so I'll unlock that area next. There's other things to do there than just the road racing, but that's like the focus of that area. And so do a few of the road races, do some of the other things, do like the story, air quote, story mission that pops up, and then you unlock something else. And, And I think where they did a really good job was that they ended up, they ended up, you get enough of the accolade points to unlock like the next area sort of fast enough that I still was like trying to run around and just do a bunch of random things. It's like, Oh, I can go to the next area. So let's mix in some of the like dirt racing. And then once I get myself over there, it got into that point with a lot of like open world games where, okay, I need to drive over to here, look at the map and it's like, okay, I'm going to hit this spot and do this, this and do this go do this drag race here, hit a couple of these experience boards, and then I'll go over to that next zone. And so I think they did a phenomenal job of just, you, you organize some of the things in there, um, you earn money and you spend it pretty fast. Like I was always spending money in the game. And I think that also like made for some interesting decisions. It's like, do I want to buy another car or do I want to buy a new home? Uh, like having the option to purchase different things also uh, like having multiple different things that you're earning and how do you spend that, I think was was a really neat way to to put the game together. So I, I think it's so much better than Gran Turismo. I'd like Gran Turismo to go in a in a way like this because I just I got sick of the licenses after a while. And then it's like you feel like you gotta grind through these different races. It's like I don't feel like racing right now. Can I do something else? And that's one of the things I don't know if Gran Turismo changed it with their more recent entries. But I, there's just, so it's good to have other things to do other than the road racing. And it's fun to just, like, just drive, like, you don't have to drive on the road. You could drive, like, through cross country to get to point A to point B and see how your car fares, you know? Let's, let's stop right there for a second. If you guys had to put a percentage on amount of time spent traveling via road via versus countryside, what would your splits be? Because I was seriously... Five percent roads, ninety-five percent <laughs> crashing off a mountain through the trees. I, I bet I'm pretty similar. I, I was going to say ninety ten because if like on on your map, well, actually not even on your map, but like just on your screen, it it shows you like there's an arrow like here's your where you're <laughs> going to, and I would basically just draw a line straight between there and drive straight <laughs> through that as fast as I possibly could. Launch. I mean, because that's where like. Back to your question, Tom, that's one of the things that I loved about this game where you actually get accolade points by driving off road. Like yeah. as you're drifting around through a cornfield, whipping shitties and launching yourself off of different obstacles, you gain accolade points. So that's one of the things I loved about this game is that if you didn't actually like the racing portion, I mean, yes, you have to do it to to advance, but you could just gain accolade points by doing different things in the in the open world and i want to build off something that you just said there if you don't like the racing there's other things you can do another thing this game does that i personally loved you get accolade points just for finishing a race like there's two tiers of accolade points you get one tier for just finishing the race in any position and you get the higher tier for actually winning the race and that tied into my strategies i was trying to like see more stuff and do more like i didn't care whether i won the races or not which is a funny way to approach a racing game is like, uh-huh. well, I just got to check this off and then I can go do this next story event. But you get more if you get in the top three and you get more if you win. And so I did have that a few times where I'd get in a race and it's, I started to figure it out, but then I'd make one stupid decision. And even at that point, it's like, ah, I don't want to rewind. So I'll just finish the race and then I'll go back and do it again, get first, second or third. And then it's like, okay, once I get in the top three, I feel like I can check it off. Uh, and so... That's kind of how I approached a lot of the races uh, throughout the game. The rewind function is pretty nice, though. Um, like, basically, at any point in time, you can hit the Y, y button, right? Yep. Uh, and that'll rewind you back a certain ways. 
and then you can hit it again to go further back. And basically, if you screw up a turn, get yourself all out of whack or whatever, you can use that to bounce back and then try to correct things. And I thought that was... It's a it's a nice forgiving system that if you want to be more of a hardcore racer, you don't have to touch it. You could just deal with your mistakes and roll forward. Um, but I thought it was nice when it's just like, oh, I don't want to have to do this whole thing again. Let's back up a step, try not to get myself out of control here and move forward. I hate the rewind feature with a fiery passion. What? Why? Uh, it feels like cheating. It's very untom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom it is, is all about, Tom. I'm going to make mistakes and just roll with it. <laughs> and see if I can overcome them. I don't know. It's <coughs> This is going to be a terrific sounding podcast because I'm not going to edit out all these coughs. I have a cold, everyone. That will happen. I hate the rewind feature because it does. It feels like cheating. Like if you mess up a turn, like, you know, your race is hosed. Either redo the race or don't do the re- race. That's on you. But I hate I hate being able to back up 10 seconds so that you can be perfect on every turn. It's like, well, why do I care at all? Why do I try to stay on this optimal driving path? Why do I strategize the turns? Why don't I just see what happens if I go into this turn at full speed? Am I going to be fine? Am I not going to be fine? I'll just rewind. It, maybe it's because it breaks the immersion for me. But I just, I hate that feature. If you guys like using it, that's great. But for me, like... Unless I had tried to race a couple of times and was like right on the cusp of winning it and then made a minor mistake that threw me off. Like I, I personally avoid the rewind as much as possible. And so for me, like the way I approached it was like, I'm only going to have X amount of time to put into this game. I want to try to get as much out of it as possible. And if, you know, the way I was, and and I guess if you were approaching it where, oh, whatever I finish in the race, that's fine. It's checked off. Um, If I was trying to get to a certain tier, um, I think... The rewind feature allowed me to try to do that more efficiently. But then I think also it it helped me to learn how to manage driving the car I had. So that's one of the things with all the different cars and all the different ways they can be tuned. Like each one handles very differently (laughs) and it can take a while to learn how those are going to work uh, given like a race that you're in. And most of the time with your races, you have three laps to figure out how the track works. And if it's, it's one of those things where sometimes it helped me to rewind back in front of a corner a little bit to see what is the best way to approach this and try different things without having to like do multiple laps in order to figure that out. And so I think from, from that perspective, it helped me to learn how the handling, um, you know, and how to, how to manage the understeer and the oversteer a little bit better with each car without having to just have the trial and error of running lots of different laps to get to that point again. And so I think from that extent, it didn't feel like cheating. It was me trying to learn something in the most efficient way possible instead of it taking me, you know, 10 times the amount of time to figure that out. So that that's the way I approached it. It does feel like cheating, but it's not like I'm racing against anybody in actuality. So what does it matter? You know, same, same thing with playing a board game and using house rules, um, it's not the rules as written, so it's cheating, but it makes the game a lot more freaking fun for us, so we're going to do it this way. The rule in the Sidlogic House is that there's no house rules in the Sidlogic House. No house rules? No house rules. So, so I can just, I can, I can dump this water on your mic right now. <laughs> well, that would be a sad end to our podcasting partnership, but <laughs> yeah, that is a thing you could do. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree more with you, Joey, on that word. I, I used it quite a bit kind of for the similar reasons is that like we go back to this isn't i mean at its purest form this is a racing game however to appeal to a wider audience i think having a tool like that is paramount where if you don't like the racing and you're just going to try to get the accolade points or if you're Mm -hmm. just trying to advance in the game it makes it easier for somebody who's a little bit less hardcore into racing that more casual fan it it makes it a lot more enjoyable to be like oh whoops i screwed up there i'm gonna rewind go back all right cool i made it past that turn this time i can get my top three i can move on to the next race and go whereas like you said it, it would it would be less fun for me if if i ended up in eighth ninth place had to redo that race to yeah. get that you know top three finish and, and move on so that that was something for me where I, I actually really liked that, that function of, of the game, which Tom is death glaring at me right now because <laughs> I, I know he's... <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> One thing that this game lacked that the mainline series had that I actually miss quite a bit is vehicle damage. In the at least in the older Forza mainline games, you could wreck your car in the middle of a race, and like suddenly your tires are like shot, and you can't go as fast. You can't turn as well. I became an artist at wiping out my opposition. So. You, there's toggles that you can turn on, I think, to make, like, at least tire wear affect things. Because <laughs> um, there's, like, a lot of settings that you can... I looked around at them. I didn't change anything, so I was like, I don't want to F everything up. But, yeah, I think there's some of that stuff you can change a little bit. You do take damage, but it doesn't affect <laughs> your car. I don't know if the damage itself is something that you can actually turn on to affect your racing. But I know, like, tire wear is one of them. I miss having the ability to go screaming into a turn way too fast in a clump of people and seeing how many of my foes I can vanquish right in that corner. <laughs> so you play you play a simulation racing game of Forza like it is an arcade racing game or, or like a car combat game where you're trying to wipe everybody out? Very much so. <laughs> That's so funny. Bold strategy. That is a bold strategy. I've had a lot of fun with it too, and I don't like the rewind feature in those games either, so like, you know, I'm living with these decisions. <laughs> That's awesome. When Casey, you approach this game with the wide-eyed wonder of a child who's never touched a controller before. <laughs> but as somebody who drives cars in real life, was the racing fun? Yes, uh, the racing was fun. They they do a great job of giving you a list of recommended cars uh, for each race, and depending on what car you choose, as Joey said, it can be a very different uh, experience for that track. The AI, I think, did a really good job of making the races just difficult enough to not make it frustrating, but easy enough where you're not losing every time either. Uh, for me, there was a stretch where I think I won 10 races in a row, and it actually like mm-hmm. it popped up on my screen like, hey, you're getting pretty good at this. Maybe you want to change the difficulty. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even really realize I could do that. So For me, it went in the opposite direction. It's like, <laughs> hey, you lost six races in a row. Do you want to bump down the difficulty? And I said, F you, game. <laughs> See, so this is interesting because Casey and I both got that prompt and turned the difficulty up. And Who's the real gamer, Tom? Who's the real gamer, Tom? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I guess it was because we were dirty cheaters that we had to turn the difficulty up. Maybe yeah, I mean, you guys just erased all of your mistakes in the races. I'm like, oh, well, that could have gone better. <laughs> yeah, and, and as it does that, like, if you do ramp up the difficulty, you get higher percentage of accolade points, too, again, if you finish, yeah. finish well. Um, and after I did that, I probably only win now like one of every five races. So it definitely makes the game a little bit more challenging and more fun. And that's even with using the rewind. Uh, sometimes I even got crushed, like especially in like some of the harder races towards the end, like the Eliminator, or not the Eliminator, the Eliminator is the uh, the uh, Battle Royale one. But um, they have these big giant races at the end. I did one last night while you guys were, were gaming. I actually did it. It's a 20 minute long race. Mm-mm, um. Mm-mm. Yeah, that that was Hard pass. Never, crazy. Never, I will never commit twenty <laughs> minutes to a single race in a racing game. Well, it, it no. was it was long, and actually, like halfway through, I'm like, you got to be kidding me! I ended up getting first in that one, but like there were some other ones where I would I would get like eighth, ninth place, and I think like a lot of that also depended <laughs> on the car that I chose too. I found out, and I just again, I, it's a twenty minute long race. I can't yeah. imagine having to repeat that, oh, yeah. you know, like so. But yeah, sometimes even with the difficulty and things, I would just get smoked in, in some of these races and with Rewind. Uh, and I think, you know, if you're really a car enthusiast, you can custom tune each car, which I didn't get into a whole lot because I really had no idea what the heck I was doing. Let me stop you there again, too. That's a nice thing about the Forza series, whether it's Mainline or Horizon. There are so many ways that you can tinker and mess with your car. I don't care about cars. That not appealing for me at all. My brother really, really enjoyed that feature. But Casey, you pointed out something early on while we were playing that you can download other people's tuning. Like you can mm-hmm. go online and you can see the most downloaded kits that people put together. That was a game changer for me. Like I found my favorite car. I bought a random like Baja truck that the manufacturer only made one car. I'm like, all right, well, I need to manufacture a bonus, download a kit for it. And I love that freaking thing. It turned, it went from like a C truck to an S class. And I just, I spent all my time in that truck the rest of the way. When you buy cars at auction too, some of them will be too, and it'll tell you who tuned it and who designed the paint job on it too. Um, but 
so you can buy cars that are tuned for better or for worse because some of them are tuned and it's like, hey, this is a car that's normally a D, but it's an A. But it drives like crap. Like yeah. the handling is atrocious. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say the same thing. Like you got to be careful when you buy it because like it costs. Some of them are, are really expensive. Like some of them are like one hundred and twenty, hundred thirty thousand plus credits for the tune kit. Yeah. And then, like you said, Joey, it's completely undrivable after that. Like you can go real fast in a straight line, but if you try to turn, like. That's I did this with my GMC Jimmy, which is one of the barn finds that you can find, which maybe we'll go into barn finds later. But um, you get this. It's an off-road vehicle at its, at its heart. And, yeah, it's like a D-class when you get it. Mm-hmm. And I think I tuned it up to an S2. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, like it normally has a base speed of, like, 110 miles an hour. Well, I doubled it, so it goes 220 miles an hour in a straight line. But it has so much, like, just... So much suspension and, and clearance that, like, you go 200 miles an hour, you try to make a turn, you roll until you hit something. Like, it, it's so fun, though. Like, the, when I was playing it, I would just take that and I would bomb up the volcano. I would turn around and just gun it as fast as I could. I'd hit the first thing and you would just launch. And, and then you'd hit something, you'd roll for days, and I would just be laughing the whole time. Yeah, so I, stuff like that in this game. It just that blew my mind because I wasn't expecting that out of this game, you know. So just it allows you to do so so much more than than just the racing, and that's why with with everything that I've said there, the races were fun, but the races were actually to me the least fun part of this game. I so I enjoyed the races. I think I do. I agree with you in that. Like the highlights of the game are a lot of the things other than the actual like you know, three lap races around this track or in this area or this circuit, you know, uh, the thing that I think they do a really good job with, with the racing or the events or, or any of the things is for everything that you do, whether it's like a speed trap where you're trying to see if you can get the highest speed, it always tells you who the next person on your friends list, what their score was on that. So I had a couple of speed traps where it's like, Oh, Okay. I passed uh, Major Nelson on this. And then it's like, oh, Tom was just a little bit faster. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going to beat Tom. And it's like, oh, Casey was a bit faster. So I'll run it a few more times until I get to that and try different cars until I can beat that final speed. And it's like, I got the top speed at this one. You guys all suck. Quick clarification. I was always faster than Casey. No, you were not. Always faster. No, you were not. <laughs> and, and it, it doesn't just do that with, with, the, with like the races or the events. But it's also like, hey, roads driven. This next person has this many more roads driven than you, or 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 this many more like areas explored, and it's or just sign smashed. I think I outsmashed you. Nope. God. I also played way way more yeah. than you. I got up to level fifty eight. Oh crap! <laughs> the last time I played, you were level forty. Yeah. So last night I got to fifty eight after the twenty minute long race. So I, it's like giving you all of these different. It, it, it's giving you so many different things to try to get or to aspire to or to keep giving you incentives to keep playing uh without like without doing what games typically do where it's like hey play one hour a day to get this you know uh, complete this many things a day to get this i think it might also have some some system like that too but otherwise it's like giving you all these other incentives and it actually was like i need to find more friends so that i have like more of a more of a smattering of things in between here to try to like get. And it's just, so I, it, it does only, a really good job. If only we were a part of an entire podcast community that knew the game that we were playing and like <laughs> download, granted nobody else in like the OIO discord has Xbox. Like you guys are literally my only other friends that play on Xbox. So I'm Morons. glad you're with for that journey, but yeah, Xbox and game pass are awesome. And like, this is a great thing that's just included with our game pass. Well, if you are, if you are on Xbox, you could add Hobby BX Burns, no spaces, um, as as a what I don't know is it friend what are the is it friends in the is that short for Hobby Beatrix Burns? Yes, yep, yeah. That, that's that's yeah. Hobby Box. That's the actual <laughs> middle name for Hobby Box Burns. Now, for some reason, because what that would be twelve characters. It's eleven characters is what uh, or no thirteen. It's twelve characters is the limit for a gamer tag, for some reason. So. Yeah. 
And and you know my handle's thirteen characters. So what can I do? I don't even remember Beatrix. what mine is. Yours is it's I, it was Kugat winner or whatever the hell it was. But that's... Kugat winner some <laughs> random number. Now now it's like I don't know. C Your... Helene twenty four or it's something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like Doctor Casey. That could be it too. I think that's what it is. Doctor Casey twenty four. Doctor Casey. I don't know. But... You didn't do what the C actually stands for before COVID. COVID? No, before <laughs> no. COVID. <laughs> Doctor Casey twenty four. Hobby BX Burns. And uh, I actually don't know what my Pat. It's got to be Tom. Tom. Awesome, I think it's Tom. Right? Awesome. Yeah. But is it? I don't know. Double underscore. I think it's five underscores. It's not double Tom underscore. loves underscores. <laughs> I, I hate underscores with a fiery passion. <laughs> I think that I was early enough on with Xbox Live that it might just be Tom Awesome, no underscores. Right. Lucky. Yeah, yeah. I'm a legacy gamer, yo. That's why I was faster than you. So. But I, 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 getting back to like the the racing of it, I I think it was for me. Because, like, like you, I'm not a huge gearhead. Like, I just don't understand cars in that way. I don't think I ever will because my brain just doesn't work that way. So I'm not going to be the type that can really tune a car or anything like that. But I think it is the right mix of, like, arcadey forgiveness um, and fun with simulation-style mechanics. And, like... I mean, I know the terms understeer, oversteer. I can't remember what each of them means, but I know, hey, when you start losing traction, it's because of one of those two things, right? And uh, I I think the game does such a good job with, like, Rumble 2 that you you start to feel like, okay, I can start to feel it, like, losing traction a little bit so I can let up on the gas a tad here or tap the brake a little bit. It's just, it does such a good job with those mechanics to get that feel for how the car is working. And when you're switching cars so much, um, granted you don't have to, but I, I, I like to, since I have all these cars, I might as well use them. It does such a good job of giving you that feedback so you can start to understand what I need to do in order to handle the car. And like I've noticed in the winter here, when you start losing traction a little bit on snow or whatever, you can feel that in your steering wheel. So it kind of like mimics that a little bit, which I think is... I don't know. I think that's really cool, and I think it's something that they do a fantastic job of, and that's part of it that makes you feel like you have control over this game, and I think they do a really good job with that. You heard it from the Hobby Box first, that driving in Forza is just like real life. Yes, yes. (laughs) It is a perfect simulation. Exactly. Uh, My last thought on the racing, it's a weird thing for me, being a very competitive person, that I didn't really care if I won or lost the races at all. It's just a weird thing for me to reconcile. It's like, if I got in a car and I wasn't feeling it, it's like, oh, well, we'll just cross the finish line, move on to the next thing, and maybe not drive this car again. (laughs) What sets the Horizon series apart from other traditional racing games is its open-world nature. You can bomb your way through sand dudes, jungle, and mountainous terrain, earning XP for jumps, tricks, and general destruction and mayhem. As you level up, you get driver mastery points, which you can then invest in specific cars. Burns was wandering around in Forza Horizon 5 more fun than wandering around in The Witcher? I would... So, I... Like, the comparison seems like a joke. You're not saying no, Burns. No, the comparison seems like a joke, but it actually... I think it's on par with what it was to travel around in The Witcher. Now, I think it's for different reasons. So... For me, traveling around in The Witcher was a lot more so. It was a lot less about what am I going to see in the environment because I don't know that the environments were that interesting per se in The Witcher. Like you get to see different things, look a little bit different ways. But the the thing that makes exploration so fun in The Witcher is what weird side quest am I going to find around this corner? What monster am I going to find here? Or types of monsters am I going to find in this area? Uh, that was what made exploration in The Witcher a lot of fun. Uh, exploration in this game is, is just like, what new types of challenges am I going to see here? Uh, what types of racing am I going to have to do in this area? Um, you know, how the heck do I get that stupid board that's in this weird spot? Like I can try jumping off of this or I can try going off of this. I hated that board. Did you get that board, Casey? Well, there's a lot of different there's boards like that. that, like that. Oh. There, there's some that are like on top of houses. Last night I found one, uh, over by the eliminator that was on top of, like a rock pillar and you had to drive around the back. It was a 5,000 point one. So it was a big one. And I <laughs> launched myself off of this cliff ledge and you had to like perfectly aim your car to, to launch it. I'd try, probably tried it 20 times. I finally got it, but man, it was it, like you said, it was a real 
fun but but challenging aspect of the game. Your eyes look like you wanted to say fun right there. (laughs) (laughs) I guess bringing up the multiplayer for a second, um, did you guys do a lot of the multiplayer or no? The most social experience I had with this game was looking at you guys on my leaderboards. I tried to do the Eliminator last night, and when you click on it, like it says, it puts you in like a queue, and it never... Uh, never did the match. So like, I'm like, okay, well I'm in queue. I can drive around. It's like, you can keep exploring your map. You can keep trying to get the boards and things like that. It was like 20 minutes went by and not a single one. I'm like, screw, I only have so much time. So I ended up just like continuing on with the main Mm storyline. Um, so I don't know what was going on with that. I don't know if I had like connectivity issues or what, but like it would never queue me up for, for the actual event. So that was one bug I found was that I would try to join like a multiplayer thing and it would tell me that I don't have Xbox Live. Yeah. But I have Xbox like Game Pass Ultimate, which comes with Xbox Live. And so I didn't know like, well, I, I, I know I have it. I don't know how to tell you I have it. I don't know how to validate that I have it active on my system. <laughs> was that after using a quick resume? I have found that when I use Quick Resume on games, sometimes I have to re-log into my Xbox Live profile for whatever reason. Gotcha. How do you log into your Xbox Live profile? (laughs) Hit the uh, Xbox button and uh, I think navigate to it on one of the tabs. Okay. So yeah, it could have been something like that. I tried dinging around a little bit to see if I could figure out what it was. So it was like, that was one bummer that, that I had with it was this like, okay, well, I wanted to mess around with the multiplayer a little bit just to see what that was like. I found where one of the events was. And uh, I couldn't do it. So you honestly wanted to go online and race against strangers? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Because I wanted to try that part of the game out and see. I want because I, I actually kind of enjoy the whole. Hey, you've been doing this on your own. You feel like you're this good, and then you go against other people, and you're like second to worst. It's like at least I wasn't the worst. I, I kind of enjoy seeing like. Getting that slice of humble pie, I think, actually is sometimes enjoyable to be like, okay, I'm really not that good. Or you do really well and you're like, oh, shit, I am good at this game. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the first one? Second. I said, yeah. Yeah. Whipping S words. Yeah, take that shit out. Oh, God. It was right after. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I won't bleep and swear again. (laughs) <laughs> i appreciate you i think you're crazy for going online i uh the last game that i went online to test my metal against other human beings randomly on the internet dj hero <laughs> wow and i got my butt kicked oh well, i'm sure yeah i like i got shut out i think and i'm like you know what i do not need to play games that i'm not good on against strangers ever again well no we played call of duty last year yeah and we played with brian so like it just ruined the experience for us it was so <laughs> Brian ruins games, evidently. That's the, you know, it used to be Casey ruins games. Evidently, Brian ruins games more than Casey ruins I wouldn't games. say Casey ruined that game. It was the people that we played against ruined that game. Yeah, you meant Brian. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you do ruin everything you play. I can't wait to play D&D with you. It's going to be atrocious. What do you see all the all the uh, speed traps now, Tom? Uh, I, you think you beat me? Hell no, you didn't beat me. I tried firing up my McLaurin, which was a gift from playing some Forza game in the past. Uh Casey, you've never played another video game. How is Wandering Around the Wilderness for you? I love the open world concept. Uh, I've never played Witcher, uh, but I have played some other open world games before. This was the most fun I think I've ever had in an open world setting. Um, because it's awesome crashing through things at 200 miles an hour. It's just yes. the sense of speed and like building skill chains for smashing cactuses and fences and doing drifts and J-turns. Like It's it's awesome just Crashing through the wilderness. Yeah, and you know the music and everything that's in the game too. And then to kind of piggyback on what you said, there's certain times in the game too where they give you when a certain song plays on your radio, you get double XP for smashing into stuff, and that's even more fun. You get like a five minute window where you can just go bananas and see how many points you can rack up and how many combos you can build. Like it, and it's let's fun. let's compare right here, Bernsey. Do you remember what your highest skill chain combo was? I have no clue. Casey, what was yours? I'm pretty proud of mine. Um like you mean like X Total uh, points. Total points? Yeah. Uh, I think last night I got one that was like seventy four thousand or something like that. 
74,000. Yeah. 74,000 was your highest. Yeah. 500,000. Jeez! 500,000. Were you just in the middle of a field where you couldn't crash into anything? Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Skill song on and like just <laughs> crash through a fence, uh, do a drift, get my sideswipe bonus, smash a cactus, and like repeat for the entire skill song. Yep. That makes sense. So you're. Nine you're, you're, nine car mastery points. Your for that. skill chain ends if you hit something solid. So if you're in, in not in a forested environment or around rocks or anything like that, you could definitely build up some crazy points. I was able to get uh, extra life on two separate cars thanks to three big skill chains. Wow, uh, that's 400, awesome. 450, and five hundred k for my biggest uh, like skill streaks. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I was nowhere near that. Seventy five thousand. I am very surprised you didn't get higher than that. No, that was that was it. I was worried you were going to say like 750,000 and I was just going to turn off the mics and say, good luck with the main show, Joey. No, I, I hit too much stuff. I was never in that situation. Like every single time I got it, I felt like I was in a jungle or like up in the mountains. <laughs> so I, I didn't I didn't get the uh, middle of the desert skill song. You missed out. Throughout this game, you find, buy, and discover a boatload of new cars. I believe there are 526 total in the game. Did you guys enjoy building out your collection? For me, this aspect of the game, you know, is just a big pile of cars. And, like, cars aren't really my thing. I, I had a couple that I liked for cruising around the wilderness. I had a couple I was trying to buy all the stuff for the car mastery points with. But ultimately, building a giant car collection, not that big of a draw for me. I thought cars were amazing. Like you, I'm not a real big car guy, but having over 500 to choose from is just insane. Overwhelming. Well, it's I can't over- choose out of 500. It's like when I started a race, they're like, here's the five recommended cars. I'm like, oh, okay. Beep. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know. It's, I can see where you can say overwhelming. Um, you're obviously going to have your favorites mm-hmm. and, and that may evolve over, over time as you get some new ones. I think the overwhelming part for me in having 500 cars is that I never wanted just the the stock car. So like when I would get a new car, I would have to go. You'd have to set to, your big old I would brain have to, on yeah, it. Yeah, go home, <laughs> go go to my house, or go to one of the events, so you can then start a spreadsheet, update all the fields. No, like <laughs> where's your car binder? I, I'm, I'm more talking about like the paint. Like I don't want a stock, you know. So I I wanted to tune it. I wanted to. Uh, customize the paint job, that sort of thing, and did that you takes paint a, a lot of your cars, or did you download paint jobs? I well, before I figured out I could download it, I, I actually painted a lot of them, and then I was like, "Why the hell am I doing this?" I'm like, "Look at, I can I can download a customized one," and then after that, that's all I did because I don't know how much time these people spend on on these paint jobs, but they are incredible. Like I had a Corvette that had a Spider Man theme i had a 50s gasser that had this awesome joker theme i had a punisher truck i had like just all these awesome awesome designs from people who sorry i found a van that was painted with the paw patrol on it nice so uh, i put that one on for my daughter that was a big hit the main truck that i drove around had a venom theme to it that was pretty rad yeah um, mine was the best i bought a gremlin which is a very crappy car it's probably one of the worst cars in the game but it was painted with Domino's pizza logos all over it with like actual the word Domino's on it. So it was like I was a pizza delivery guy. And that car was the best. I, I loved driving around in that car. <laughs> I had a Volvo station wagon <laughs> that uh, I used a custom paint job on that like gave, put the wooden panels on the oh, side. Nice. So it, it looked like just a mom and pop. It looked like the car from uh, Family Vacation. Awesome. That's you know, like it. <laughs> So driving around in that, yeah, you go from one second you drive around in a Lamborghini to the <laughs> Volvo station wagon. So I really enjoyed the cars. I think it's yes, it could be overwhelming to have that many options and choices. But as somebody who's not a car guy, to to see some of the things that you get, and then like with with the barn finds. And let's set that up just a little bit. There are hidden cars. There's a dozen or there's 16 or so cars hidden around Mexico. And periodically throughout the game, you'll hear a rumor about a barn find. And that'll open up a circle on your map. And you can go and scour that. And you can find a barn. And if you drive up to the barn, you get a free new car. Yeah. And a lot of these times, these new cars are cars from history. So it's things like uh, one of them is the... uh, was it 67 Fastback Mustang, which is the car that Nicolas Cage drives in uh, oh, yeah. Fast, or not Fast. Gone in 60 Gone in 60 yeah. seconds. Elmer. And then it's, uh, what, what's the movie with Steve McQueen? I forget what the, but it's, yeah. it's, it's the same Mustang. So either way, so that's 
one of the vehicles that you get. Um, I mean, there's like Tom said, there's like 16 of them, but they're all historical cars with some sort of significance usually. So they give you a little bit of story on the car, which is pretty cool too. So those ones like, uh, and they're all legendary class, so they're usually all fairly decent when you get them as well. I don't know. My Baja truck sucked. I did one race. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm done with this. The one, the Toyota one? Yes. That was like my favorite truck to use. That thing huh. was badass. <laughs> Didn't like it. I had uh, my Venom truck that I preferred, which I wish I would have written down what it was. It was like a CT or a CR. It was like two letters. Yeah. No, I like that one. because Cyber truck. Yes. Just the the way that it was out of the box. Like I didn't even add any tuning to it, but you the, the suspension and everything I thought was perfect on it. You wouldn't launch off drives or launch as much as some of the other off-road ones. And you, like, going around turns just had a lot more control because it was still lower to the ground. So and I thought it was, it was crappy and slow. Right. See, this is a great game. Everybody has their different uh, That's true. Different I mean, things. There's different strokes for different folks. Yep. I mentioned my favorite car was the truck that I wish I would have written down, the CT, the CR, the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck with the Venom paint job. Joey, what stood out to you? Um, like I, lo- I love the Gremlin. I, I also so because like we were saying, there's so many cars, and so I wanted to max out one of them. I've I have a history of owning Buicks, so I was like, I'll buy, I'll get two Buicks, you know. So I went and got the two Buicks <laughs> that were in the game. I bought them actually. I bought them both at auction because it's like, well, oh, that's the best way to do it probably. And so uh, I ended up getting a '87 Buick Regal GNX. That was tuned up from like it being a C class car to being an S one, um, and the car was like impossible to really do a lot of turns with. But it was great <laughs> at drag racing. It wasn't great off the line, but like it'd be one of those things where the cars would be like four car lengths in front of me off the start. But then by the time I was finished, I was four car lengths past them because it just had enough. There's a rocket. It had enough like <laughs> high speed as you got going um, that it ended up uh, going really well. So I like that. There was. I think I think it's a car you get pretty early on. I think it's actually something that everybody gets. It's like a Ford Focus off-road vehicle. Um, I like that for a lot of the off-roading th- types of things. Uh, and those were the cars that I that stood out to me anyway that I used a lot. There's a few, there's quite a few others that I would bounce back and forth between um, and try to build up like car mastery with them. I drove the Bronco around a fair amount, not because of any particular affinity for it, but because Casey and my brother were talking about it on our fishing trip like two years ago. They're, you guys were all excited about the new Bronco coming out. I'm like, oh yeah, I've yeah. heard of Bronco. It's but... not because you're a huge O.J. Simpson fan? <laughs> I'm not sure how to uh, make a joke or to uh, use that. If the joke doesn't canceled, fit, yeah. you must quit, Tom. I'm out. <laughs> Well, that's one of the first, I think you get that car, you get a Bronco when you start too. So it's it's one of the first cars you get. So it's easy to uh, draw a liking to the first thing you're introduced to. Yep. Drove that right out of the plane in the beginning. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Casey, what yep. were your favorite cars? Um, so the cars I use the most. So for off-roading, uh, I use that Toyota T100 Baja truck. I thought that was a lot of fun, even though Tom hated it. Um <laughs> For the road races, a lot of times I would use uh, my 2014 Porsche 918 Spider, which I found a pretty sweet custom paint job for that too. Was it Spider Man? Uh, no, that one was just like uh, a lot of flowers. N- no, it was puppy dogs. <laughs> no, Tom. No, Dick like ja- ja- like Japanese, Jap- like. Uh, anime kind of stuff was on it was really cool the anime stuff as you yes. do like a chest animation with your hands, a chest gesture yes <laughs> there, there's some of that on there uh and then uh, for, for for rally i used the, the 2004 subaru impreza wrx uh my favorite car though that i found myself using Mainly for the open world, just getting from point A to point B, even just like ripping through the desert, was the 2011 Sesto Elemento Forza Edition Lamborghini, which I tuned up to whatever the highest is, which I think is just an X. So like every single thing, yeah, my speed was a 10, my acceleration was a 10, my um, like every turning was like everything was, was a 10 on this car. So you could just fly down the road i got up to 270 some miles an hour in it so to clarify 
you tuned it or you bought a tuning I bought a tuning okay, for okay. there's no yeah sure here. so important okay. clarification thank you Brad. yes yes yeah no because <laughs> otherwise I'm, this is another thing that casey's just really good at no I, we, we've already said i'm not good at that and then like I, I i looked at it i tried to do some things and i'm like you know what other people have already done this for me and, and are way better at it so i'm just gonna spend the money to to use their kit and yeah it was it's so much fun driving that car um just had a blast like i said it's even fun going through the desert because it still has some pretty decent control <laughs> and like we said you can't blow your cars up you can't do anything like that but like how much damage i would do to the outside of that vehicle <laughs> by the time i got to the end of my it was just hilarious like i have this probably million dollar lamborghini just smashed all to hell <laughs> miraculously i got home without a scratch on it <laughs> That's from The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I followed you, movies. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I watch movies. <laughs> That's a great scene. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, uh, putting a point on our thoughts about Forza Horizon 5, I am going to start here. I loved a lot of this game. I enjoyed my time. I especially enjoyed crashing through the wilderness. But ultimately, what Forza Horizon 5 boils down to for me is just... An endless stream of amusing things to do. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed my time with it. There are plenty of things to do. I could always mix up the experience. For me, that's not what I'm going for out of video games. Like, I had a lot of fun with this, and I'm glad we played it. But if I'm looking at the game I'm going to play next, it's going to be The Witcher. It's going to be Bloodborne. It's going to be FF7 Remake. It's going to be uh, something with the story that I'm trying to work through. And there are story elements in this game. There's these big set-piece moments, and they're really, 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 really well done. And I thoroughly enjoyed all the time i did with them but ultimately for me racing just doesn't hold my interest that much like it was fun trying to compete against you guys on the leaderboards for different stuff and this is a phenomenally crafted game like it's truly an outstanding experience racing games just not for me so i enjoyed it there's great game for me i'm gonna focus on other things kind of well for me moment to moment this was some of the most fun i've ever had in a game um well, that's because you've never played a video game before, Casey. <laughs> correct, correct, yes. V visually, it is, it's absolutely amazing. There's Let just... me poke at one thing there. The moment-to-moment -moment fun. I know it's going to be a hard comparison, but think of the moment-to-moment -moment between this and Outriders. Like, in one game, you're crashing through the wilderness with an incredible sense of speed and just having a blast. In the other, you're fighting waves of enemies with fireballs. I would counter with Outriders was dependent upon playing with other people to be moment-to-moment -moment lots of fun. Uh, and maybe it was just the character class I played as in Outriders, but when I played that game alone, it was not always fun. It was bashing my head against something to figure out how is it that I figure this out, whereas every time I jumped into Forza Horizon 5, it was I knew I was going to have a good time because I could do whatever I want, whatever I felt like at that moment. Um, so that that's the only thing is that I think Outriders is fun moment to moment when you're in with a group of people and just laying waste to a bunch of enemies. Yeah, great point. Yeah, I think I mean they're two obviously like you very said different. completely different games and very very fun for their own reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's I this game to me it has something for everyone. Like if you're if you're a racing purist, I think you're going to love the the racing aspect of the game. If you just want to jump on and Crash See how much damage you can do, yeah. and yeah, jump through you know off of volcanoes and mm -hmm. climb up mountains in your vehicle, and, and you know there's there's all of that aspect as well. And that's some of the people that I follow on Twitter that I've found have played this game. They use this game, Tom. Like it's almost like a palate cleanser. Mm -hmm. Like you hop on, you play the game for twenty minutes before you jump into something yep. heavy, and and I can see that. Like because this is something where it's it's fun in that moment to moment aspect where you just. You can hop on, you can, you can, you know, just explore a new part of the map. You can try to, you know, bust through a couple of speed traps, you know, uh, launch yourself off of a danger sign or hop in a race and, and, you know, do one or two races in that 10, 10, 15 minutes. And I get that. And I definitely agree with that point. It's a great palate cleanser. Burnsy, I'll pivot to you here with the Xbox Series S. Yeah. How much of your hard game drive does this game pick up? Like how many Xbox yeah. current gen games are you able to fit on that hard drive? Um, so I had to delete off like four games to put that on. To put Forza Horizon 5 on. Yes. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it's close. I, I actually think it's close to half 
of my hard drive. Wow. It's it's a bummer that... Because it's like 173 gigs. It's like massive. This is the bummer of moving away from when you just put the disc in and play the game. Like if, you know, if that's all you had to do to play Horizon, you know, it, awesome palette cleanser. Like keep it near the top of the yep. shelf for anything. With finite like storage space and the download time to get a giant, giant game... Sometimes it can be harder to accept that as the palate cleanser and to reserve that space for something that you're not actively pursuing. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say is that I think this would be that type of game for me. It's just like, eh, I have 30 minutes to burn. Let's jump in and race around a little bit and see what I can find. Yeah. Um, it'll be really hard probably at the end of that 30 minutes to put it down <laughs> and actually go do what it was that I wanted to do. But uh, I, I think it is perfect that way. I just run into that limitation where I only have so much space that the next game we play, I probably have to delete it off in order to put it on there. Uh, but I think the game works phenomenally well as like the pseudo MMO that it is. Uh, the Drivatar system is so interesting because basically it fills it fills your races with other players. Um, so players on your friends list or what or or just other players that have done, I think, really well at those races or something like that. Real quick aside, every time I saw Dr. Casey in front of me, I just wanted to smash him with my car every time. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to get you, Casey. I will destroy you. But seeing, seeing your friends racing against you all the time was pretty great. And you guys all sucked, so I beat you every single time in those races. Because I think, I, I think they make your friends drive guitars not as great, so you could just run past them. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I think that stuff is really cool about this game. Like the couple of little like niggling things about it was like the online stuff not working and that could have just been a system bug, not necessarily the game's bug. Uh, the other thing I struggled with a lot were the camera angles. Um, I, and this is probably more of just a me thing, but I always wanted an angle that had a little bit higher viewpoint. So I, there's two behind-the-car angles that you can use, one that's fairly close to it and one that's a little bit more removed. The problem I tend to have with a lot of those like camera angles is that it puts the car too much in the middle of the screen and doesn't allow you to see as well like in front of you at times. And so I was wishing that there was a way to customize that so I could angle it up just a little bit more so I could see a little bit more of what was in front of me all the time. Um, I wish that there was more of an option to mess around with that. Um, and then I think the other thing that bothered me with the camera angles, and this was just me, was that I think in some of the other racing games I've played, the emergency brake is the R RB button and that's the camera button. So I try to like reflexively hit that and it's like, oh, I guess I'm in front of my car now. <laughs> hit it a few more times quick and jump back into it. But, um... Other than that, I, I think it's a phenomenal game. It does look amazing. Like just graphically, it's so good. Uh, there was there was there was a time like the first time I was playing it out in the living room, uh, and Lance came downstairs and he's like, "Oh, you're playing a video game." Like it seriously looked like so good that it was hard to tell that it was a video game if you were in like areas where the HUD wasn't showing and stuff like that. So like I think I was in like a cutscene at that point. Um, and so it just looks breathtaking. The racing is like spot on. It has that perfect mix of, like I said, forgiveness, um, but then like hardcore, like racing chops to it. Uh, I, I, don't, I think it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to trying to put more time into it um, in between things as long as I can keep it on my hard drive. Yeah. Good game. Any other thoughts? Perfect. That was a good way to start out the year, that's for sure. I'm glad that we chose this game because we have put some racing games up for our poll on Patreon multiple times and never won, so we just made a decision to play Forza Horizon 5 knowing that it was going to be a good experience. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the fact that the poll just never went up. Oh, oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm glad we chose this. This was for the fans. <laughs> this was for the fans. Next month for Game Pass Forever, we will be playing The Outer Wilds by Mobius Digital. You're the newest member of Outer Wilds Ventures, a fledgling space program searching for answers in a strange, constantly changing solar system. Who built the ruins on the moon? What lurks in the heart of the dark bramble? Why are you trapped in a time loop and can it be stopped? To solve these mysteries, you'll have to venture into the most dangerous reaches of space. 
Bernsey, you put this game up. Why are you so excited for The Outer Wilds and not Halo Infinite? Yeah, I've heard <coughs> I've heard a lot about this game. Um, it's intriguing because it started off as like a game design project uh, for like UCLA students, I think it was, or something, or USC, one of the two. And then they just afterwards they decided, hey, let's let's actually try to make this into a game. And they worked a couple more years on it um, and 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 released it and. From what I've heard from people, and and everyone that I've heard says, go into the game knowing as little about the game as possible, and you're going to get the most out of it. And so I'm excited for that. I, I always like the idea of No Man's Sky, but then would always bounce off of it eventually because it's just like, uh, I mean, I could go do more digging to get more resources so I can get off this rock, or I could just stop playing the game. And or so, you could put your base right next to Casey and then fight <laughs> over precious resources. <laughs> Take everything that I need. <laughs> there is that too. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having a little bit more guided, focused, like spacefaring experience. Um, and like, from what I little bit I know about it, the almost roguelike elements of it seem sort of intriguing. Even though I'm not a huge fan of those types of games, um, it seems like it's going to be interesting from that perspective. Yeah, it should be interesting. I wish we were playing Halo Infinite. I'll probably just keep putting that up every month forever until it happens. Because... It'll happen sooner rather than later, yeah. I guess. We shall see. If you enjoy this content, please back our show on Patreon. This standalone segment, Game Pass Forever, is tied to a specific tier on Patreon. You can back us for as little as $2 a month, but at $10 you get an extra podcast from Tom and Joey and sometimes Dr. C. Check it out at patreon.com slash OIO. That's patreon.com slash OIO. That's going to do it for this episode of Game Pass Forever. Thank you for listening. Stay inside.